1: Morning and
0: out to school. Uh, a little bit of Chuck Berry there. Yes, indeed, people are up and out to okay. school uh, all through the Monioc Valley. Right now on the line with us is Alyssa King. She is Director of Curriculum and Academic Affairs at South Allegheny School District. Good morning, Alyssa. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm very good. So, what is new in the South Allegheny School District uh, this semester? Kids went back what day? Kids
1: actually started today.
0: Okay, so August um, uh, 24th.
1: August 24th, okay. that's right.
0: When did we the teachers... We
1: 1,521 in, when, students to our classrooms this morning.
0: 1,521? Yes. Okay. And uh, do and, and they all sort of go to the same campus now, or there's more than one campus?
1: They do not. We have three campuses uh, relatively close to each other. We have a K-1 or early childhood center that houses a uh, pre-K program that's ran through the Allegheny Intermediate Unit. And then we have a, an elementary complex, which is grades two through six. They also house a second pre-K classroom, and then our last complex is the middle senior high school, and that is uh, grades 7 through 12, and it also houses our central administration offices.
0: And things are relatively close together there on Washington Boulevard, though, in in Portview.
1: They are. Uh, Well, the high school, I think, is actually Liberty.
0: I think the high school is actually in Liberty Borough.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: What, what uh, communities, for, pe- for people who maybe you are listening who aren't from the area, what communities are part of the South Allegheny School District?
1: We service four boroughs. We have Lincoln, uh, Glassport, Portview, and Liberty.
0: So what is your job as Director of Curriculum and, and Academic Affairs? What f- sort of falls under your, your position?
1: Um, so I had a, a teacher actually say to me yesterday, Elisa, we are really good at camouflaging things. <laughs> and your role sounds very similar to that of the assistant superintendent. And that really um, would probably be a good description for me. Um, I'm doing anything from curriculum instruction in the classroom to uh, guiding teachers with new strategies. Uh, it may be uh, the state requires a lot of uh, training for teachers right now with um, SLOs and, and their educator effectiveness, which is their evaluation. So I handle those types of things. Okay, um, You know, I also have textbooks and, and programming and uh, a lot of other incidental things that might be associated with hiring staff that are coming on board. How, so I about do a how, lot of those things as well.
0: Uh, about how many of what we might call instructional personnel teachers do, do, does South Allegheny have?
1: Um, On staff, we have about 131 um, that are full-time employees. And then, of course, we have a lot of interns and uh, various people that are working with us in addition to that. So we we run somewhere around about 150 people.
0: Uh, Elisa King is on the line with us right now. She's Director of Curriculum and Academic Affairs at South Allegheny School District. Uh, Kids reported back to school August 24th. When did the teachers and staff report?
1: Teachers reported on Monday, just okay. two days ago.
0: And probably, um, knowing some teachers, probably a lot of them have been working for weeks ahead of this, getting lesson plans together, uh, sort of getting in that mindset of, gee, what do I do when the kids come back? What's, what's, what am I doing this year? So just because they weren't in the classroom does not mean they weren't thinking about learning and education.
1: Absolutely, Jason. I can tell you that, honestly, there's a, a really large volume of committed staff here. And many of those teachers, before they ever left their classrooms last uh, June, were already planning for what was going to happen for the coming school year. We have changed quite a few programs, uh, particularly at our secondary level for this year. So there has been a lot of extra work that has been put into the programs by our staff.
0: So what are some of the changes uh, that that, that either the kids or the teachers or both are going to notice this year? And let's start, since you mentioned it, let's start on the secondary level, which is which grades for, for people who don't know.
1: So our secondary level is considered our students are 7th through 12th grade. In particular, um, I'm talking about a program that we've implemented more so for our high school students in grades 10, uh, 11, and 12. And what we did really, I think, of high interest to folks in the Mon Valley is that we're trying to bring back Um, that career readiness, so that students are leaving us with uh, a post-secondary preparation, whether they are deciding to go on to a two-year college, a four-year college, a trade program, uh, get into an apprenticeship program, or just to enter the workforce. Um, We're really pushing more of those um, career-centered vocations now with our students.
0: Is this what, in the old days, we would have called vo or college prep? I mean did that go away? I wasn't aware that that it, went away.
1: It did not go away. We still offer those academic college prep classes inside the classroom setting, but this would be very similar um, to vocational type of learning. Now, our students still attend still, um, center okay. Vocational School. Which is up in um, Jefferson but,
0: Hills there, Pleasant Hills area.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. But as all school districts have been faced with, we have been faced with budgetary constraints. Sure. And so, In in facing those dilemmas, one of the decisions that we unfortunately had to make for our students was that we would no longer send our students there as 10th graders. Um, It's really kind of optional. and Unless there are two particular programs that your child might be going into at Still Center, you really are only obligated to send them for two years and not three. We've always been supporting a three-year program. But, again, finances have had their effects on us. And we had to rethink what we were doing. We did not want to lessen the experience for our students. So what we did in place of sending students to Still Center this year, we actually brought back four vocational trades into our high school. Oh, wow. We're offering building building trades. We're doing landscaping and design. We have a culinary uh, readiness program, and we also have – graphic arts, uh, advertising, and design.
0: So I remember a time when uh, South Allegheny High School did have uh, wood shop and metal shop, for instance, uh, in the building there. So you're saying that they have not offered that on the campus for several years now. The kids went to Steel Center.
1: Over the years, exactly. Those programs sort of took a turn, and we were sending them out to Steel Center to get those skills, um, and those teachers had kind of gone into a different direction. But Mm -hmm. again, we had certified staff. Uh, just over the years, we had kind of gone a different route, and we were using them differently. And we're recreating to go with the times because if if you're watching what's happening right now in in the industry, mm-hmm. in the job industry, everything is indicating um, a different type of job employment. In fact, we work with our staff on Monday to pretty much say to them that the students we're educating now today, we are preparing them for jobs that have yet to be determined. So that's just how much industry has changed, and we're trying to make sure we're giving our kids the skills that they need to go out there to be marketable in the job force.
0: Uh, Elisa King is the Director of Curriculum and Academic Affairs at the South Allegheny School District. Uh, the website is southallegheny.org. South Allegheny serves uh, K through 12, and as you mentioned, pre-K uh, programs as well. Uh, children from Liberty, Lincoln, Portview, and Glassport boroughs, kids went back to school on the 24th. So uh, when you're hearing this, they've been, they've been back for a couple of days. So talk to me a little bit more about these, these career training opportunities. I know that is something that um, college has gotten very very expensive for kids and, the, and there's also been you know, questions asked by parents and by educators you know, we sort of are insisting now that every kid get a college degree but I guess the question is you know, maybe, higher, maybe some ongoing education after high school is a good idea but does it necessarily have to be college if they would rather be and would be more successful in learning a, a job skill
1: Exactly. There was a question in there somewhere. (laughs) Well, and I think the way you're trying to say is that we would want to give the advice to parents that they really um, educate themselves on what's happening out there in the industry. So the baby boomers are retiring. Yeah. You know, the jobs need to be replenished um, with uh, all the things that are coming out with with gas and um, oil and just coal. and, And, you know, those industries of the past are going to come back. Um, they're resurfacing, maybe perhaps in a different manner, but again, there are jobs going to be readily needed and available for our use.
0: Yeah, in my awkward that, uh, way, naturally. I- Go ahead. No, I was going to say, in my sort of awkward way, what I was in my mind, what I was thinking of, I have a next-door neighbor who is in his early 20s, and when he was in high school, uh, was a really, really smart kid. I mean, he just was was acing tests and whatever. But his path after graduation was he got a two-year degree, and then he apprenticed to one of the big labor unions, in um, one of the construction unions in Pittsburgh, yeah. and is now doing quite well for himself, and is hoping someday to go out on his own as a contractor. But he did not go the four-year college route. He got a two-year degree, and then he took his talent and his brains, and he is working for one of the big building trade unions. That's very right. much in demand right now.
1: Right. And we are working with the uh, KML uh, Brotherhood of Unions, okay. uh, Local number 5 in particular. We're working with them, uh, the IBEW locals, uh, which is the electricians and the plumbers. And we've been out to see these folks. We've been out to um, to view their campuses, to see uh, what types of facilities and programs they have. And they welcomed us with very warm arms because, obviously, again, they know that they're, they have a burden of filling the job force, and they need kids coming out with skills ready to do that. So they have worked with us to develop curriculums, and they've offered uh, tangible resources to us as far as tools and even professionalism from, the, from their folks that are out there in the workforce that are training. Um, and what they've done is they've made it more viable for our kids when they leave high school. If they choose to go that path, they can enter into those apprenticeship programs. And in working with them, we essentially are getting the information, the skills that we need to prepare our kids with so they can be successful in passing those exams. I don't know, Jason, how familiar you are with that, but when you go into no. an apprenticeship program, you do have to test into it. Okay. So they have certain credentials that you need to demonstrate, even though it's a training model. Um, they do want a certain degree of knowledge coming into it. Okay. So we really believe building these programs with them, we're making really good decisions about making sure kids are going to leave us with the skills to say, here I am, I've done this, I know how to do that, I'm, I'm ready to further my education. And as you mentioned before, um, you know, honestly, what a perfect route. I, you know, I'm obviously a college-educated ed- individual, I mm-hmm. have multiple different degrees, and I sit back and, and I'm looking and I'm thinking, you know, for what I've had to invest to be able to do what I do, the return on my investment, my salary, really in comparison to what these kids are going to come out and be able to do. They're going to have really no investment other than the time that they're going their
0: to their time spend. and their brains are, are definitely investments. Absolutely.
1: These apprenticeship programs will pay them yeah. to go to work. They will pay them to go to school. They will pay them to get associate degrees. I mean, it really is an avenue that I think more families need to consider, particularly with the burden that going to college um, can cost for some families. So give again, us the, I'm not saying we're anti-college. No. I'm just saying that we want to make sure our families here in the Mon Valley know that there are alternatives, and we can give them skills to be very
0: successful. So, so give us those programs again that have. Um, and and this is this is new for the 2016-17 school year that South Allegheny yep. is, off, is offering these. And what are the four programs again?
1: We have advertising and design. Okay. We have culinary. Um, We have landscaping and design, and we also have building trades.
0: What are some of the things maybe that are going on in some of the lower grades uh, this year that might be new this year?
1: Uh, I would say a big change, obviously, again, with uh, industry and what's happening around us is the STEM push, Okay. uh, getting the science, technology, engineering, and math all incorporated, really allowing kids to become uh, creative and, um, you know, allowing them to uh, let those juices flow and then, you know, what can they take from that? So there's a big push for STEM at the elementary level. Okay. With that, we're doing a lot more with technology.
0: I I have just about a minute left, and I'm going to ask you a very hard question that I'm going to ask you this in 60. seconds is impossible, and, and we should probably have you back on maybe once uh, once you can can breathe a little bit, but what, what kinds of things can parents do to help to get their kids ready for school, to, to make sure that they are successful in, in the academic year?
1: I'd say two things I can think of right away is just a positive attitude, okay. that encouragement that they can give to their child every morning to say, you can do this, I'm so proud of you, you know, look how much you're learning, that affirmation that they constantly give them. So that praise definitely needs to be there. And the second piece is getting them here. You know, that's half the battle for school districts. We need to make sure those kiddos are walking through our doors on time, every day, you know, ready to learn. So get them to bed, you know, (laughs) get them to sleep, let them get a good night's sleep. I mean, we laugh about that, but truly, the schools really need that to happen. We need kids to come in, physically and mentally ready to experience
0: learning. Well, my wife has a hard enough time just getting me to go to bed at a decent hour, so I can only imagine, (laughs) and we don't have kids, I can only imagine how hard it is for someone who has little ones at home. Um, Elisa King is the Director of Curriculum and Academic Affairs at the South Allegheny School District. 1,500 kids went back to school on the 24th. You can find out more about the district, which serves Portview, Liberty, Lincoln, and Glassport, by going to the website, southallegheny.org. Elisa, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Jason. Have a great day.
0: You too. When we come back, we'll be talking with Leisha Lentz of the Woodland Hills School District about back-to-school issues in that district. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC, McKeesport, and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. When the
1: sun, the
0: I'll be true to your school. A little bit of Beach Boys there this morning. We had Chuck Berry when we talked to Elisa King from South Allegheny, so why not the Beach Boys? When we talked to Alicia Lent? At Woodland Hills. Uh, she is the assistant superintendent. Good morning, Leisha.
2: Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm good. So what is, when, when did, first of all, first things first, when did uh, students in Woodland Hills go back to school?
2: They went back on
0: Thursday the 25th. Thursday the 25th. Okay. Is it just me? Am I getting old or do, do, are kids going back to school earlier and staying in school longer?
2: Uh, well, I'm not sure. We get out June 2nd this year. Okay. So, oh, that's
0: about, that um, seems about usual.
2: Yeah, not bad.
0: Okay. I, I know they've got to get 180 days of, of instruction in, and in, of course, with the school calendar, then you also have to build into their severe weather problems, snow days, that, that sort of thing. Yes.
2: Okay. Always
0: wonderful. About how many students are going back to uh, Woodland Hills, or, or some of them probably entering for the first time, the, the, the younger kids, uh, for the 2016, 2017 school year?
1: We have
2: about um, 4,000 kids, give or take, that attend the school district. Uh, and we have probably a kindergarten class upwards around 300, 350. So uh, we're getting kids back. We have a very large freshman class this year okay. as well at the junior, senior high school. So we're growing, which is good.
0: That is good. Uh, the, where where the, How many buildings does the district have? You said you have have 350 kids starting kindergarten this year.
2: Well, we have um, two K to three primary centers. Okay. One at Edgewood and one at Wilkins. We have a four through six intermediate school, and that's located at the old junior high school in Swissvale.
0: Oh,
1: sure. We
2: have our seven through twelve junior senior high school, um, which is located at the high school site in Churchill. Uh, we have our K to eight academy, which is in Turtle Creek, and then we have our Rank and Promise program which is our alternative school in Rankin.
0: Tell us a little bit about the K-8 through Academy uh, in Woodland Hills. What does that entail?
2: Um, it was developed by our uh, previous superintendent, and basically it was just to give parents another option who may want a smaller setting. It is a lottery oh. space, so there are waiting lists. Um, but there's really nothing different in terms of it. it is a K-8 building. There's not as many kids per grade level, um, but the same curriculum Everything is exactly the same. It's just another option.
0: Are there any opportunities for kids to go in-depth in in a foreign language or arts or something like that?
2: Well, uh, we're actually, funny you say that, we're looking into that um, at our junior, senior, high school level. Uh, We have currently Spanish and French, and we're kind of toying with where to go next, whether it's the Mandarin Chinese, Japanese, you know, things that are... Uh, globally relevant these days. So we're actually thinking about that and hopefully we uh, come to the decision and implement that for next school year.
0: What are some some new things that uh, are, are new in the Woodland Hill School District for the 2016-2017 school year?
2: Well, we have um, a set of new administrators at Edgewood Primary, Chad Bernheimer and his assistant is Leslie McDonough. Okay. So that is the whole administrative change at Edgewood. Um, we had some changes in central office, which I'm not going to bore you with. So we've (laughs) we've restructured the administrators um, in the district to make sure that, you know, we're providing our kids with the best quality work. In terms of instructional changes, um, we always pride ourselves on being at the forefront of instruction and technology. We have a lot of resources for our kids. We partner very well with um, the Allegheny Intermediate Unit. Uh, We have a lot of software programs that we use that really meet our kids where, they're, where they are. So I'm not going to say that I'm not worried about instruction, but we've given our teachers so many resources and we've empowered them mm-hmm. with so many strategies that I'm confident in my teacher's ability to teach my kids, to teach them, meet them where they are, and to let them grow. And that's, that's the biggest part for me. Um, you know, test scores, they are what they are. Um, they are a blanket assessment that, in my opinion, can't assess all kids. Mm -hmm. But if I can get a child and I can grow that child one or two years in a school year, that's a victory. So we really stress our teachers to grow the kids, push the kids, um, and have really high expectations for the kids. So curricularly, nothing's changed. We've just given more supports and kind of just enhanced um, our excitement for our teachers and to let them know that, you know, go be a teacher. It's the art of teaching. It's yeah. making these kids want to learn. So I'm very, very proud of my teachers, and I'm so super excited for them and my kids.
0: Leisha Lentz is the assistant superintendent in the Woodland Hills School District. Their website is whsd.net. Uh, one, of the, it's, it's, one of the things that's always interesting to me about Woodland Hills is just how much territory that the district covers. It's 12 different municipalities, I think. It's Braddock, Braddock Hills, Chowfont churchill east pittsburgh edgewood forest hills and i'm cheating a little bit i'm looking at the map north braddock rankin <laughs> swissvale turtle creek and, and wilkins township so it's all the way from the Monroeville border so it almost stretches to westmoreland county all the way up to the city of pittsburgh border and then down into the mon valley and the, the turtle creek ba- valley there's a lot of different kids coming from a lot of different kinds of backgrounds into that district it's a big diversity
2: it is um and you know we have diversity as our strength and um one thing that our superintendent, Mr. Allen Johnson, made a scene this year, and it's called empathy and expertise. And we are really trying to do the empathy piece. Um, being such a diverse school district, being the world that we live in in 2016, and the changes that are going on, being the summer that we had, we had two tragic deaths over the summer um, that were they they kind of they shook us. They shook yeah. us all to our core. Um, we had a senior pass away last year, and. You know, we realize that at the end of the day, we just have to make sure that these kids feel welcome into the community. They feel welcome into the school. We have to make sure their parents feel welcome. Um, you know, and we have to be empathetic. We're not, we're not being sympathetic. We're not making excuses for kids, but we need to understand where kids are coming from, all kids. It, I'm not just talking about a segment of kids. I'm just not talking about, about kids that have, you know, visible problems, if you will. But every kid in this country is experiencing some kind of trauma. And so we are working off of trauma-informed care and being empathetic with children and with their families and just making sure that they know that Woodland Health is a place to be. So when we welcomed the teachers back um, earlier in the week, I told a, a story of a new teacher that we hired and I had asked this teacher why was in hells. and she was actually a former student of mine when I was at the high school and she okay. said I just wanted to come and she said I just wanted to come home which for me really resonated huh. so I've been I've been saying to my, my teachers and, and other administrators all week, I've been saying, you know, we just need we don't need to welcome the kids back, we need to welcome them home. And that's kind of the message that we're,
0: we're putting out this year. That segues into a question I wanted to ask you, uh, which is about home. What are things that parents or grandparents, or in some cases, aunts and uncles, because I, I, not everybody is raised in, in the traditional Ozzie and Harriet, uh, leave it to beaver household, right? So sometimes <laughs> I was not. Yeah, well, I wasn't either. So sometimes grandma or grandpa or the aunt or uncle or, or someone else is, is helping raise the kids that are, are school age. What are some things that uh, parents or guardians can be doing to make sure that the experience their kids are having in school is a worthwhile one?
2: Well, I would say just to be active in your child's life. Um, communicate with the school. Uh, over-communicate with the school. Um, make sure you understand what's going on. We have a resource um, called Schoology, which in simple terms is pretty much Facebook for educators. Okay. And kids can, kids can connect parents can connect. They can see homework assignments. They can talk to the teachers, um, You know, emails, whatever, but The most important part is to really be a part of your child's life within the school. Um, We have a lot of partnerships. We are partnering with um, UPMC Children's Hospital. We're doing a sleep study. We're doing an asthma study. We offer, um, through Western Psych, intensive counseling in some of our elementary buildings. We're partnering with the University of Pittsburgh Center for Urban Education. They're bringing a program into the intermediate school for restorative justice where kids, if they get in trouble, um, you know, restoring them back into the classroom, back into the community, restoring their parents' trust back into the system. So there's a lot of things that we have, but the biggest piece is you don't know what you have until you ask. So we really encourage parents to, to call the school, to come to the school, to visit the school, to go on our website. We have a Facebook page and just yeah. be involved in your kids' life. It's, we have so many things to offer. I, I could start rattling them off. That's going to bore your, your listeners. <laughs> That's okay. But, you know, there's just Oh, it's my
0: job to bore the listeners.
2: I, okay, right, but I don't want to bore them either because okay. I don't want them to think that I'm, you know, Woodland Hills is crazy. But um, I just want, t- uh, excuse me, parents, guardians, families. You know, at the end of the day, it's families to really be a part of this school district and really feel like they're a Wolverine. And yeah. we always say it's a great day to be a Wolverine, and we really want to hone that in and just let them know that our doors are open. We are a community resource. We are not just the school district. We are these twelve boroughs. We are the past. We are General Braddock and Turtle Creek and Swissvale and Edgewood. We are those school districts. We're now just called something different. And I think we just need to really embrace that um, and just open our doors. And, And I think as adults and as educators, open our hearts and minds to what these Um, communities and our parents and our kids are going through.
0: Leisha Lentz is the assistant superintendent of the Woodland Hills School District. Kids went back to school on August 25th. They've got uh, more than 4,000 students and uh, approximately what, 400 teachers? Is that about no, right? No,
2: 350, 400.
0: Okay. Yeah, we teeter in there. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit in a couple minutes we have left about the so-called STEM education, which is science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and sometimes they throw computer science in there as well. What sorts of things are kids in Woodland Hills learning about these so-called STEM fields?
2: Well, we actually add the A and make it STEAM.
0: Oh, I've heard that too. It's
2: fun for us. Yes, you add that's the art, and it's STEAM. Some people add an R for reading, and it becomes stream. It's a little bit crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, it's a little—it's out of control. But um, we have a steam focus in our intermediate, our 456 building. Okay. Um, they have what is called a maker space in the building, which is pretty much an open space with some 3D um, printers and different things for kids to get hands on. We also have maker spaces in Edgewood and Wilkins as well. Um, the principals were able to kind of convert some space into that um, creative Lab is what we're calling it at Edgewood, and a makerspace at the intermediate. Excuse me, at um, Wilkins. But the intermediate—that was kind of our focus. So Miss um, Klein is the principal at the intermediate, and her and her staff are excellent. And so it's a four, five, six building, and the fifth and sixth graders start changing classes. They get teachers that are dedicated to math, science, and um, reading, because you know sometimes you know elementary teachers, certificately, can can teach it all, but right. we- find that, you know, some teachers are more comfortable and better teaching math and science. So she has, uh, Ms. Klein has kind of made the schedule as such so that kids really get the best instruction they have, and they have time to do these maker spaces. At the high school level, the junior-senior high school level, it's easy because we have so many different electives. So we have engineering, we have robotics, Um, so we have all of those things. So now what we're doing is just, we're just making it work for all of our teachers and giving them the resources and the encouragement to... You know, let go of your your traditional classroom and, and bring your kids into an open space and let them learn. So we're really doing it. We have partnerships again with the Allegheny Intermediate Unit. Um, we have a couple of things with the Education Partnership. Miss Klein is is getting a lot of grants um, to really make the maker space and get the technology that we need for these little ones.
0: There's so much more, and 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 unfortunately, we're just about out of time. But there's so much more that that goes on now on the K through 12 level that. 30 or 40 years ago maybe even 20 years ago was actually happening at the college level right
2: it is it's different you know i graduated high school in 1995 and it was different you went to school you got good grades you went to college because that's what you were supposed to do and then you graduated from college and you were like well now what am i supposed to do right you know what i mean so we're trying to really drill that down younger so kids get excited too they get excited about learning and they see what education looks like
0: Leisha Lentz is the assistant superintendent in the Woodland Hill School District. Kids went back to school on August 25th. You can find out more about the district by going to the website whsd.net or you can call the administrative office at 412-731-1300. Thank you so much, Leisha, for taking some time to talk with us this morning.
2: No problem. Thank you so much. And remember, it's a great day to be a Wolverine.
0: It's a great day to be a Wolverine or a (laughs) gladiator or a tiger or uh, a a Titan. And I'm probably going to leave some out and I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated, WEDO Radio, or those of WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using app iTunes, or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, PO Box 94, k PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.